Ephesians 1. I'm going to pray it. You're going to say it after me. And uh, that way you won't mess up personalizing it. Amen? Unless I mess up. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you. You are the Father of glory. And I'm asking you right now to give unto me a spirit of wisdom and revelation right now, today, this morning, in the knowledge of you, that the eyes of my understanding would be enlightened, my heart would be flooded with light, that I may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints, what is exceeding greatness of his power towards me who believes, according to the working of your mighty power, which you worked in Christ, when you raised him from the dead and you seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Father, I thank you. You sat him far above all principality, power, might, dominion, and every name that's named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And you put all things under his feet and you gave Jesus my elder brother to be the head over all things to the church, which I am his body now, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So we thank you, Heavenly Father, and we give you glory this morning. We first come by the blood of Jesus, and we thank you for the precious blood of Jesus that was shed for us. We thank you. We do not take it lightly. We, we accept the salvation that is in Jesus Christ. We accept the free gift. We accept your righteousness, not of our own works, lest any man should boast. We also accept everything that comes inside that gift. And healing is the children's bread. And so we thank you, Heavenly Father. We have learned that uh, death came because of sin. And so you took care of the sin problem. We receive that, and so we do not receive the consequences of that death working in our body in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So I want you to go today. We're going to talk about, or we're going to study, and we're going to um, learn what is faith. I know I've heard that. Well, let's hear it again. Amen. Faith comes by hearing, continually hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith always comes. It always comes when you hear. Doesn't matter whether you're hearing me say it or yourself saying it. A preacher on the internet or someone preaching, speaking the word of the Lord, and if it's coming out of their mouth or it's coming out of your mouth, Faith always comes and increases. Now, I'm going to tell you this. You need to write this down. I'm going to talk fast because I've only got 50 minutes, and I always blow my 50 minutes, and I go to 10 o'clock. But I will say that probably because I keep saying that. But the truth is, is that Romans 12, 3, I want to start with this scripture. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith, a measure of his faith. So you had the faith to receive Jesus Christ. When you said yes with your will, the faith was there for you to receive Jesus Christ. Don't ever say, I don't have faith, because Romans 12, 3 says God has already dealt to every man the measure of faith, even to a sinner when he or she is standing in front of you and they accept with their will the words you're saying, faith is dropped in their heart to make a decision to receive Jesus Christ. So always say, God has dealt to me a measure of his faith. So you can increase your faith, but don't ever ask God for faith. You already have it. Just say, in the, the word it said, Lord, increase my faith. Well, your faith will increase by hearing the word of God. Amen? That is one of the ways it increases. So let's go to uh, um, Hebrews 10. And I'm going to read this to you, Hebrews 10, 37 and 38. Hebrews 10, 37 and 38. For yet a little while, and he who is coming, he will come. He will not wait. He will not tarry. He will not be gone forever. Amen. Verse 38 says, the just shall live by. The just shall live by. The just shall live by faith. 
If anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. You are going to live by faith all the days of your life. You know what? You may not do well by it, but you are, that is something God wants you to live by. So you might as well start where you are. Amen? Start with something. I mean, if it's just a headache, say, I command that headache to leave me. I command pain to leave me. If you've, if you've missed my last two sessions, you want to go back and hear those because this is the culmination of my three weeks. So just hang with me on faith. Amen? So God mentioned to me, he, he came to me and he said, Listen, you're having headaches, you're having an abundance of headaches, and you're taking ibuprofen every day, every four hours. I didn't know what was happening. It was, it was awful. And he says, you know, if, if, you, if you don't know everything, he said, that's okay, but just believe me where you can believe me. Believe me that you won't take as many ibuprofen today as you took yesterday. Well, you don't know the root cause. I may not know the root cause, but I told Satan to get off me and the root cause of whatever was causing that. That's what the Lord challenged me to do. And so he said, start with the headaches and believe right now that, that whatever's causing them, that they will stop and that you'll have no more pain. And so that's exactly what I did. Yes, that's a small thing. Well, you did you ask? No, I, I knew some things, but I didn't know everything. So you have to start. Jesus said, according to your faith be it unto you according to your faith he does not condemn you that you're not up here or you're here he just says start somewhere what can you believe for start somewhere let the Lord enlighten certain scriptures to you and start somewhere amen and that's what I did all right today I'm only going to take three ibuprofen instead of five or whatever and so I just kept going, 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 going. This was the time when I was bedfast for three months. Couldn't figure out everything was wrong. Some things we knew, some things we didn't know. But the truth is, he said, start somewhere. And so I said that every day. I'll only take two today instead of four. And then it lessened, and I could handle it. And then I'll only take one today instead of four or, or two. You know, and all of a sudden, the headaches went away. They all went away. And I was able to... Be free of the pain of headaches. Now, there was something still that was not right, and the Lord uh, prompted me to pray in the Spirit over, over it. But he still, the pain was gone because I had authority over it. And so I just wanted, I don't know who needed that, but someone needed to hear that. So let's go to um, Romans 11.1. 1. I love Romans I mean, I'm sorry, my bad, Hebrews. Stay right there. Hebrews, one chapter over, Hebrews 11. Now, faith is substance. Faith is the substance of that thing you hope for. Faith is a substance. It's not some weird thing just floating around that you can't tangibly get your hands on. The Bible says faith is the substance of what you hope for. It is the evidence of what you can't see. It actually replaces the proof of what you can't see until you actually experience the manifestation of it. Amen? So again, I told you in the first lesson, I said what we're going to learn today or what we're going to learn in these lessons is that Jesus died for it. He gave it to you. He said he took your infirmities. He bore your sicknesses. And by his stripes you were healed. That legal document, it is in the fourth dimension, and it belongs to you in the spirit. But now we're learning how to bring that that's in the fourth dimension legally to you vitally in the third dimension. But you have to accept it first in the fourth dimension that Jesus said it. I believe it. That settles it. It settles it for you. Jesus said something, that settles it. But where it settles it for you is when you believe it and take hold of it. This is what he said. First, I receive what he said. Legally, this is mine. And we talked about authority last week, our authority and resisting the devil. So the devil's the one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what the Bible says, John 10, 10, Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth who went about doing good, healing all, healing all who were oppressed. What is sickness in its simplest form? It is just oppression of the devil. You don't necessarily have to know the name of it. You don't have to Google it. Probably suggest you not to. But the truth is, is that it's all oppression from the devil and you can deal from it right there on that level at that moment if you don't know. 
Amen? And so we're, we're going to talk about faith is what brings it from the fourth dimension into the third dimension. So faith is the substance of that thing that you hope for. Listen, hope is important. If you're not hoping for anything, you have nothing to encase faith in. Does that make sense? I mean, at least start with hope. See yourself. What do you look like healed? What do you look like feeling better, feeling like your old self? Or feeling like a new self that you never felt like. The truth is, is that you've got to at least start with hope. What are you, people, young people, or anybody that's wanting to get married, what does that look like? You imagine that person with you, loving God, preaching the word, you know, uh, faithful, loyal. You know, you don't have to necessarily put, put every detail on them, but, but imagine it. If you don't imagine it, you have nothing to wrap your faith around. Amen. So say, this is what I, this is God says, he'll give me the desires of my heart. This is what I want. And so this is what I have. It doesn't matter how it comes. I don't have to know how I was praying in the spirit last night over someone, but it's good for you too. I don't have to know how, but I have it now. I don't have to know how God does it, but I have it now. I don't have to know the details of how God's going to do it, but I see it. I have it now. doesn't matter what anybody says, even Dr reports anybody's reports oh you know this you know that listen we work the best we can in those details and in this dimension and I'm I, I understand that and I know that there's things we need to navigate through in that realm I understand we've been there we've been pastoring for 37 years that you're dealing with this third dimension but I will say this that faith is substance God called it substance. It's not a flu-flu little wind floating around there that you can't seem to get your hands wrapped around. It is the substance that replaces the manifestation until you actually experience the manifestation. But the manifestation does not prove that you are healed. What proves that you are healed is what God said. Amen. Himself took away all our infirmities. He didn't take his own. He did not take his own. He didn't have sickness. God made him sick. Isaiah 53 says, he bore the sin, for he hath put him to grief. He hath made him sick. Yes. With our sin and the results of it. Sickness is just punishment of, for sin. That's all it is. It's punishment. Doesn't mean that you actually sinned. Doesn't mean you actually have sin in your life at the moment. It just is punishment for sin worldwide. Override. Okay, the, the one thing I will mention here is that everyone needs to remember, and it's just, this is, this is free. The Bible says, and I don't have the scripture for you right now, Google it. Google does come in handy occasionally with Bible verses. She's pretty smart. She's actually smarter than Siri. But I will say this, faith works by love. Faith, your faith only works by love. Well, what does that mean? What that means is be quick to repent and quick to forgive. That's, that, that's it. That's it in a nutshell. Be quick to repent. When you're wrong, repent. When you've done something against God, you repent. When you've done something against somebody else, swallow your pride and just say, I'm very sorry. I shouldn't have done that. That's it. But you know, but you know, no buts, but you did this. No, no, not what they did. That's their own business between them and God, right? It takes two to tango. I get it. The truth is, is be quick to repent, quick to forgive. That's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. And so uh, that, that's, that's, we've worked that out in our own life. Quick to repent. You, you have the hardest time forgiving when someone that you love hurts you. But even there, you just got to be quick to repent. Just be quick to repent. You know what? They didn't mean it. Maybe they did. Doesn't matter. God is on my side. The blood has been applied. Every need shall be supplied. Amen? And so listen, let me tell you something. I don't know where I'm going here, but I'm telling you something. Your, he's your father, ladies. Men, he's your father. There's no grandchildren in the kingdom of God. Nobody is holding you back from your blessing or for the, from the desires of your heart. Your spouse was never intended to receive to have expectations put on them that they can't perform. 
I learned that a long time ago. Leave them alone. You say, God, you meet that need. God, you fill that hole. You have desires. Stop, stop, stop ranting on each other. You owe me this. You should do this. Maybe they should. Maybe they shouldn't. But the truth is, is your father is your father. He's a father to you ladies, and he's a father to you men, and he can fill in the gaps. Amen? And so just get happy and say, well, my spouse don't want to do this, or they, they said this. Doesn't matter what your spouse said. I'm talking about right things. Just say, Papa God, you're my God. You, you supply all my need. You make it happen your way, and the spouse can get an agreement. Amen? Hallelujah. So let's keep reading. Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the substance. Faith is the substance. It's the expectation of, of things hoped for. It, you're expecting. If you're not expecting, you're not hoping. It is the expectation well, how to, for, for, for the evidence and the evidence of things not seen. Let's jump down to verse 6. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he comes to God, must believe what? That number one, he is... He is God. He, he exists. And that he is a rewarder of those who what? Diligently seek him. Faith is not just, hey, I got faith. You don't ever seek God. Listen, you never will have strong faith until you know your Lord. Until you spend time. I know. I know what my husband will say in 99.9% .9 of every situation. I, I can answer for him. I, I don't but I know that I can if I had to. I know what he's going to say. Why? Because I know him. I spend time with him. And so if you're not spending time with God and he's just a formula to you, faith doesn't work. You got to know. You got to know God. You have to know what, what are you like? How do you know him? Through the word first and then through prayer. And then later through, through the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues, he'll start revealing stuff to you. He'll start every, every mystery and every detail for your life is right here in your belly. Belly, out of your belly, out of your belly, not your physical belly, out of your inward being shall flow rivers, rivers of living water. And that living water affects every area of your body, soul, and mind. And so as you pray in tongues, that living water begins to flow from your spirit into your soul, into your mind. You can turn the AC down or I'm going to turn this fan on. <laughs> and da, 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 in Jesus' name. And so that living water just flows, flows, flows. And it begins to show you what needs to happen. And so we won't go there, but faith is the substance of things hoped for. If you don't have hope and if you're not expecting, you're not getting anything. You're going to get exactly what you're expecting. If you're not expecting, you're not getting. At least start with hope. I hope for this. And start seeing the hope of that. That's where you start. And then faith will give substance to that hope. It will give evidence to that hope. So look down at, um, by faith, verse 11. Or let's go to 8. By faith, Abraham obeyed. By faith, Abraham obeyed. By faith, Abraham obeyed. Faith is obedience. When you read something, it's not just, it's not just, I believe, I believe. Faith is obedience. By faith, he obeyed. When you see something in the word, do it. That is faith towards God. That is faith towards God. When he said, do this, just do it. Just do it. That is faith. Why? Because you're putting your trust in him and not yourself. Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not half of it, all your heart. Lean not to your own stupid head. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. God, where do you want me to live? God, where do you want me to go? God, who do you want me to marry? Not I like him, he likes me, we're good, let's get married. No, you go to your bedroom, you go to your bedchamber, and you say, God, what do you think about him? God, what do you think about this? What do you think about her? When you go to the doctor, if you go to the doctor, go to the great physician first. God, what do you think about this? You've got to navigate through these waters. The doctor is not your end all. They do the best they can. They do the best they can and then they're limited because they are not God. So you go to the great physician first, always first. Lord, what do you want me to do? Lord, what do you want me to do? He may send you. He may not. I don't know. It's different for everybody. 
So you have to go to him first. What do you think, Lord? Pray in the spirit until you get a knowing. Because you're going to have to navigate through those waters when you submit yourself to that. And I'm not talking bad about that. I'm saying there's sometimes he does want you to go. There's sometimes maybe he doesn't. But I'm just saying, why don't you ask him first? Go to him first. In all your ways, acknowledge him. What do you think? I ask him about a lot of stuff. I mean, dumb stuff that you think, oh, I would never ask God about that. But I do. I said, Lord, what do you think about this decision I want to make right now concerning this natural thing? And there have been times he said, I wouldn't do that right now. But it's my desire. But I wouldn't do it right now. But, Lord, you don't care. You don't care what color of car or car I have. I'm just throwing some things out to you. It's my desire. I wouldn't do it right now. Because he sees down the road. He knows. There's just things he knows. And so you need to listen to him. Praise God. You know, I wanted to go to Hawaii. I've been wanting to go to Hawaii for, wow, I don't know, uh, probably all my life, actually. But the truth is, is that I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you how faith works. Because it works in every arena. I said, Lord, I want to go to Hawaii. My husband went to Hawaii with, with a missionary. Just, just touch, touch and go, right, basically. Touch and go, Honolulu, ate cereal for $40. And, and, and jumped in the airplane the next morning and flew to uh, uh, some, some island in the Pacific <laughs> where sumo wrestlers were. Because <laughs> he, he had to, like, drop off an airplane. So, so he came back to me years ago and said, I said, I would love to go to Hawaii. I've lost nothing in Hawaii. I have lost nothing in Hawaii, and I don't like paying 40 bucks for cereal. That's, you know, that's a, that's a man's answer, and I get it. It's like, it's just hot, and there's sand, and there's water, and there's $40 cereal. I ain't paying $40 for cereal, and I'm paying $1,000 a night for a room. I've lost nothing in Hawaii. Now, that was years ago. He, he hasn't done that, really, so much recently. And so I'm like, that just, that just, you know, like, well, I guess I'm not going with him. You know, but, but, you know, I just kind of left it alone. And then a few, few years, I've lost nothing in Hawaii. He actually calmed down a little bit about the cereal issue, but, um, I've lost nothing in Hawaii. And finally I got on, I got, I got on the phone with one of my, uh, a pastor, my pastor, Pastor Diane. And we were talking about something random. She said, oh, I wasn't talking to her about Hawaii. I'm not that close to her. And she said, hey, I just got back from Hawaii, went on a cruise, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, my husband's told me I've never lost anything in Hawaii. She says, it don't matter whether he wants to go. You believe God. You believe God if, 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 you, if that's your desire. And she wasn't being disrespectful. She just said, it doesn't matter. She's very nice. She doesn't matter. You believe God. And I've been twice now because I love going to Hawaii. I'm like, okay. So that's when I started. Okay. I don't have to have his consent. He's my papa God. Now I have to have his consent to leave. Right? I have, to have, I have to be with the right people. I'm not just going to go myself and, you know, roam over Hawaii. That won't work. But it has to be right. And so she said, you just believe for the right situation. And I said, all right, I, I will. I will. And I started thanking God. I have a trip to Hawaii. Jordan bought us a plane trip for both of us to Hawaii in, 20, in 2019, December. He says, Mom and Dad, your 35th anniversary is coming up, and I want to bless you with, I want to pay for the airfare gave us the money, blah, 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 and then COVID hit, you know, in uh, whatever. It, it was probably before, but February, March. But on December, on that Christmas, softened my, my husband's heart. He's like, wow, yeah, our 35th anniversary coming up. That's so sweet, son. Well, I mean, I've been wanting to go to wife. Now it's a sweet thought. I mean, okay, because Jordan gave us money. All right, whatever. It's okay, but I'm believing God for Hawaii. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. God has to work on people sometimes. And so we tried to go. And I called, and they're like, you're going to have to quarantine 14 days in the hotel. You can't even walk out on the beach and breathe our air. And I'm like, I'm not going to Hawaii like that. That's not was not in my mind to stick in their hotel for 14 days. So um, didn't go. Went somewhere else, you know. But I will say this. Long story made short. I said it to him again two weeks ago, one week ago. I said, you know, when we go to Hawaii, I'd like to stay longer than da-da-da days. You know, it's a long ways over there. And da-da-da. And he's like, I ain't paying. Well, you, it's going to be God because I'm not paying $1,000 a night for a hotel room. I said, I agree. It's going to be God's way. I agree. I have no problem with that. 
that day, someone called and said, I would like to invite you to Hawaii. Our plane trip is paid, and our room is paid. And my husband's happy. But I'm telling you, that's faith. I don't know how I have the trip to Hawaii. I don't know how I'm going to get my husband into agreement, but I have it. I don't know how, but I have it. And I'm not going to fight, and I'm not going to scratch, and I'm not going to nag, because that's not what women are supposed to do. We're to respect our husbands. And so I'm like, well, thank you, Father. You're my papa. You'll take care of all of that. And he did. And so I tell you that, it works in healing the same way. It works in healing. I don't know how, but I have it now. Say that. I don't have to know how, but I have it now. Jesus said, by his stripes, I am healed. All right. So by faith, Abraham obeyed. Okay. When he was called, verse 8, verse uh, chapter 11, to the place which he received an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he's going. Look at verse 11. By faith, Sarah herself. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength. She received strength. That's the manifestation to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age. Because, not because the doctors report. She received strength to conceive a seed because the x-ray said now she's potent. Or now he's potent. Her husband. That is not what it says. It says she received the strength and she conceived the seed because she judged him who was faithful. God doesn't always have to use science to agree and confirm with what you know. And I want you to know that. I'm not going to preach experience to you. I may say a couple things to you. It's just this is, this is free and you might want to write it down. You don't have to have the doctor's report look perfect to you or to him in order for you to know now I've received the manifestation. So I'm not truly healed until that doctor's report is confirmed. That's not true. God doesn't always have to use science. He will, and sometimes he won't, because God's up here in that fourth dimension. And he can heal you through your spirit, and it can affect your body without possibly a report showing scientifically. People have to use science. Doctors use science. But that is not your guarantee and the proof that you were healed and that God did what he said. You were healed by the stripes of Jesus 2,000 years ago. That is yours. That belongs to you. And you can walk in it today and you can take authority over the devil and you can function properly without a good report scientifically. I know that some people have a hard time with that and I'm okay. If you do, just put it on a shelf and just pray on it. But there's a man we, we knew about that he had a glass eyeball. He had a glass eyeball. This is a miracle. So this is a miracle, and it does not jive with science. And he was healed miraculously, and he could see out of that eyeball and read just like you and I can. Well, how? It doesn't matter how. He still has a glass eyeball. God did not remove the glass eyeball and put a real eyeball in there so science could approve the report that now you really are healed or now you really have that manifestation. He just believed. Jesus said many times, and we'll read it. We'll have time because I'm going to go to a few. According to your faith, be it unto you. According to your faith, what can you believe for? What can you? I believe that the Lord is my helper. I believe one little verse, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whether the report says yay or nay, I have strength. He's strengthening every cell of my body right now. And so this is what I want you to take to the gate with you. Right? You open the gate, here come the horses. You take it to the gate. You don't have to have science. Sometimes you will, sometimes you won't. But God can bypass science. Do you understand that? He's way bigger than that. Well, if it's really true, then it'll be, you know, it, everybody will see it. The doctors will see it. They'll confirm it. But I'm telling you that they don't have to. Because miracles and things happen all the time that doctors can't explain. 
the person you know here that ministers, Reverend Mary Frances Ferrallo. A fourth of her heart is gone. I may be wrong, but something is wrong. She operates on a third of it. So something like that. And the doctors, it didn't grow back, or it hasn't, or it hasn't, because every year she goes, or every six months she goes and gets checked, and they bring in all their little, you know, prototypes. And so they go in there, and they look at it, and they're like, we want you to see this. This is a sign and a wonder, but, but to, to us, but it's not true. It's not science, so don't take this as to the bank. We want to show you that this is what's happening, but they have let her go and go about her life, but that's not, still not showing up on the report that, that the heart grew back out. But she's still strengthened. She's still flying airplanes, and she still went to the Philippines, and they told her not to because she says, I'm going to walk in his good works. Amen. Now, it's according to your faith. Well, if it was really true, that heart would have grown out, grown out, and the doctors would have seen it. Not necessarily. So you don't use the report to confirm your manifestation. You are healed. You use the word. That is your proof. And you will walk in the strength of the Lord, whether there's a confirmed scientific report or not. I know people have lived 20 years past a death sentence of you've got six months to live. And they go back each year and they say, you still have data. You still, every year, the doctor still says, you have data. You know what? I don't, I don't have the answer to everything. All I know is that you are healed. And you're, well, what does healed look like? It means you can breathe. It means you can function. It means you can be strong. And you can function the way you need to do for the works of the Lord. Amen. That's all I have to say about that. Amen. Now, a, a long time ago, we, we did this. Uh, Kevin and Leslie McNulty were here. And they're like, how many people are healed of the Lord? Praise God. All the hands w w went up. Um, then he said, because he called, but people have hands laid on them. There was anointing at that moment for that. How many people... And nobody came up, maybe two people. And he's like, how many people are currently right now on medication? Almost thought all the hands in the church went up. I'm not talking about vitamins and minerals. I'm talking about medication, a prescription, right? Well, maybe it's a subscription. But anyways, a prescription. And all, almost all the hands in the church went up, three quarters. He's like, get up here. Stop your medication today, and what would happen? Stop it now. Don't take another pill. A blood pressure pill, whatever. He said, get up here now. You are not healed. You are not well. You're not walking in wellness is what he said. You're not walking in wellness. Get up here. I've got an anointing right now. Lay hands on the sick. We're going to get an agreement. So there, there does need to be proof of that. But faith is the substance. Faith replaces that. Faith replaces the proof of the actual manifestation until the manifestation manifests itself, but the actual manifestation of the manifestation manifesting itself is not the proof. Does that make sense? The proof is the word. The proof is what Jesus did. The proof is the word of God. Jesus himself took my infirmities. If he took them, they're gone. If he took them, they're gone. Don't care what the doctor said. Don't care what he didn't say. The truth is we, we respect him if we've submitted. And, and so if, if they're not letting you out because they're waiting to see something, da-da-da, they've got their scientific path they take. And I'm not, I'm not undermining that. Some of them are very, very smart. They've got their scientific path. But, but, but God said you're healed. So, so you have to pray to the great physician and say, Lord, what do you want me to do here? in order for things to go where God wants you to go. Amen? Amen? With all respect and with all grace, and God has to move in that arena, in that third dimension that we navigate through. Amen? Amen. And he's in the details. So go to first, go to 2 Corinthians 4.18. 2 Corinthians 4.18. Wow, and I got a great story for this. Therefore... Verse 16, therefore, we do not lose heart. And I apologize. I know I'm flipping faster than you. That's where that screen comes in handy because it's up there. So I apologize, but I'm trying to give people a, a break so they can write and, and enjoy this class. Therefore, verse 16, 2 Corinthians 
uh, 4, verse 16, therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing. Now death, physical death, is the last enemy. He said it's the last enemy he's going to put under his feet. You're not going to get away from dying. But you don't have to die in pain and torment Amen. and sick. Amen. Just say, okay, Lord, I'm ready to go. Many people have Amen. gone that way. I'm ready to go. Amen. Heart, stops, heart stops beating and you go. Amen. Well, that person had a heart attack. Well, his heart stopped beating. You want to call it a heart attack? Whatever you want to call it, his heart stopped beating. <laughs> you know, it doesn't necessarily mean he was attacked. He just stopped beating. Kenyon, I think, died in a, or F.F. Bosworth, one of those two just died in his chair, praying, worshiping God. Kenneth Copeland's father, Kenneth Copeland's father, who he, Kenneth Copeland had prayed for, he lived many years, I guess, after that, and then he looked at all of his family one day. They, they weren't there because of him. They were just having like a holiday. And he looked at all his family, and he said, walking up the stairs or whatever, he said, I'm going, I'm going to bed now, and I'll be in heaven tomorrow, so I'm saying goodbye to all of you. That's what happened. That night he died, went to heaven. But that's what he believed for. It's according to your faith. He said, that's the way I'm going to go. So 2 Corinthians 4, 18, 16, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working far more exceeding in eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at things which are seen, but at things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Now, I want you to hold your fingers there really quick and go back to Hebrews 11.1. 1. Verse 2. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand. Say this, by faith. By faith. I understand faith. that these worlds that I'm living in right now were framed by the word of God. How are you going to frame your world? If these worlds were framed by the word of God, you can frame your world because the word of God lives and abides forever and it is in you. The word made flesh. You are the word made flesh now. You are the fullness of him, the fullness of him that fills all in all. You are the one to execute the ongoing plan of the Lord Jesus Christ. I told you that last week, Matthew 28. He said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. Now you go. Why is he saying that? Because he doesn't have the right to do that right now. Only through you. Only through his body. Right? So by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made from the things that we can see. So let me read it without paraphrasing. So that the things which are seen, I just said, were not made of things which are visible. Your shirt did not make your shirt. Your body did not make your body. Everything that you can see, feel, hear, and touch did not make what you are and what's here right now. It says the unseen things made it. So the unseen things can bring to pass the seen things in your life that you are believing for because you are God people. So construction, framing, other than the foundation What's holding the roof up? What's holding the walls up? What's holding the sheetrock up? What's holding the paint up? Uh, when my husband built, he built a few houses, and I, I love the part when all the framework went up and I could walk through the walls. That's when I actually could start imagining the rooms and the sizes of what, but I actually could walk through the walls. I saw that framework. It's wood. It's holding up the roof. It's holding up the, the, the houses being held up by the wood of his power. And we're being held up by the word of God's power. But that framework is covered and it is unseen when you walk in my house now. You cannot see those two by four studs. You cannot see those one by fours. But we know it's there or the house would have collapsed. But we cannot see the framework anymore. But it is framed. The frame is what's holding up the sheetrock and the paint and the roof. And you know it. And God used this illustration. He said, I framed these worlds by my words. So how are you framing your world? You need to use God's words to frame out your world, your life, your desires. Amen? 
praise the Lord. I love that scripture because he made that alive to me when my husband was building a house. I'm like, wow, people can't see this when the finished product comes. They can't see all the work he put into that. They can't see those boards. But if those boards weren't there, everything goes to kaput. Amen. And that's, that is such a wonderful verse when you tie that with, go back to 2 Corinthians 4.18. He said the things which are made were not made, right, the, the, from the things that are visible. He says the unseen things are eternal and they abide and they last forever. But the things that you see physically here, they're just temporary. Speak over your body and say it's only temporary. It's gone. This situation is only temporary. It's gone because the eternal is what counts in my life. I'll see it. I've received it by faith. I took it out of the fourth dimension. This is how you do it. You say, Jesus, you said, you said, you took my infirmities. You bore my sicknesses by his stripes. I was healed. So I reach up with the hand of, not my physical hand, but you can use it, the hand of faith. And I reach up into that fourth dimension, Mark eleven twenty three and 24 right he says believe you receive it when you pray not when you see it when you pray take it out of that fourth dimension and say right now with the eyes of my faith with the hand of faith I believe I receive what this looks like I receive it by faith and I pull it down into the third dimension and now between Monday and Saturday or Monday and whatever you thank God you praise him You don't keep praying to him. You say, I thank you that it's done. I thank you that it's done. I thank you. I don't have to know how, but I have it now. I don't have to know how, but I have it now. About Hawaii, I didn't have to know how. You submit, you do whatever you need to do, and you go to your pop and say, things have to be right, things have to be set up right, things, peoples have to get in agreement, get on board, da-da-da. I don't have to know how, but I have it now. And then... Here we go. Now it manifested in the natural. Amen. All right. So let's go to, I'm going to read a couple of things to you. Um, that scripture about 2 Corinthians 4.18, where it says, um, while we don't look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, that's what you're to keep your eyes on, God. Yes. Amen. The things that are not seen. The word, of, the word of God. The things that are eternal. So I stood on my back porch at Paisley at the log cabin, way up high, we had a two-story, and I was looking at the lake that we were on, and we, in one week, we're getting ready to have a camp out, ministering to boys, fathers, wonderful time, we used to host that, etc., etc., and I walked out on that back porch, and I was really bothered, because for over a month, lily pads had just grown over my part of the lake, where we would get in with canoes or swimming, and I had to actually take my float, jump off my dock on my float, because I didn't want to really jump in the lily pads. I didn't know what was under that. But anyways, I'd jump on my float, and I would land on my float on the water, and I would maneuver my way through the lily pads and get into the open waters. It was just really annoying. So finally I walked out, and I was really bothered by the upcoming camp out. The boys are not going to be able to really successfully fish, canoe, whatever, swim. And so... I walked out on my back porch, and the Lord spoke to me. He said, it's only temporary. I knew what he meant. Go to that verse. Oh, yeah. It's only, where, where, what does that verse say again? Go read it. He said, wow, we're not looking at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen. He said, you command those lily pads to move away from your property. That's what he told me to do. I mean, it was a mountain. He said, Mark eleven twenty three, 23, whosoever say unto this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea. He said it more than once in the, in, the, in the gospels. He said, and also, if you'll say to your mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, shall not doubt in your heart, you'll have what you say. I said, all right. I speak to you. <laughs> I was by myself. I speak to you, lily pads. I command you to get off my property, get, around, get off around my dock, move somewhere else on this lake. We're going to have a great camp out. The boys are going to have fun. I'm telling you what. Yeah, I swam in the lily pads that day. 
I swam in the lily pads the next day, but somewhere in that two to three day period, I woke up one morning and I just saw my lake clear. I saw it clear around my house. One morning I woke up and I don't know what happened. Maybe a wind came through at night. I don't know. I don't remember any wind, but something happened to where all of the lily pads, all the junk had blown over to my neighbor's house. I didn't tell it to go there. That's just where it went. And my property was perfectly clear. And one week later, we had a wonderful camp out. You think I'm crazy, but I know I'm not because it works. If you don't work it, you don't get to see the glory of God in your life. Well, that's stupid, speaking to lily pads. Well, you want to go out there and work the lily pads, you can. But I'm not going to, and I'm definitely not going to make him do it. There was no reason for all that just to, to get around my dock like that. I haven't had that for, ye for, for years while we were there. So the word works. But when you pray in tongues and you seek God, he'll give you something. He'll give you something to say. He brings that logos or that written word into a rhema into your life. Many of you have just taken the logos and the written word, by his stripes I'm healed. He's not made it rhema to you because you're, you're not seeking him diligently and going, I need you to make something rhema to me. Until he does, you go with what the word says, but there's a time where you say, okay, I need, I need, I need your mind on this, God. Amen? Amen. All right, praise the Lord. Jesus is Lord. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this. Faith is now. Faith is now. No matter the report, you don't need a report to confirm now faith. Say, I don't need a report to confirm now faith. I don't need a report to necessarily confirm that I'm healed. You are healed because the word said you are. That's the end of that. And the Bible says in Mark 11, 24, whatever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive it when you pray. When you pray, believe you have it. Believe you have it. Grab it out of the fourth. I have it now. Now I've received. That is what's mine. You're not asking God to heal you. You are taking that legal document that he said, this is yours. Now believe you receive the manifestation of it now. And you will. You will have it. You will. Don't worry about the time between I have it by faith and you will. Don't worry about that. Don't, don't get so tunnel visioned on the manifestation. Just say, no, I have it Amen. because the word says it. I don't need anybody to approve it. I don't need any report to prove it. Sometimes they will, sometimes they don't. But the truth is God doesn't have to use science. He is way bigger than science and he does not limit himself to science, even the own science that he put when he created you. He doesn't have to limit himself. Remember anything, remember the eyeball. Got it. The guy can read. He is defying all scientific evidence. He still has a glass eye. And he can cover this eye, and this one can read. That's just, it's, well, you can't, you can't argue against reality now and the function of that. Well, why didn't he just get a real eyeball? Why didn't God do this? Why do we always have to ask why? Just believe God and say, I can do this. This is what healed looks like to me. Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. What can you believe for? What can you believe for? Start somewhere. Amen? All right. Faith is never future. Faith is never future. Say this with me. I don't have to know how, but I have it now. Amen. So... Let us go to, um, I am going to read something to you. Oh, this class has never been long enough for me, but that's okay. The Lord woke me up one morning, and he said, is this mine? Oh, would you bring it to me, please? Thank you. Oh, man. Is this Hagen? Kenneth Hagen, Justin? Oh, man. Okay. My husband, he's sweet to me. Praise the Lord. All right, let's go to, I, I, I don't know if I have time to, to go here, but let's, let's just, I want you just to listen and write. Would you do that? Yes. Because you're not going to turn as fast as I turn. Third John, ready? Third John, beloved, I wish above all things. Yes. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. What does that mean? And be in health, even as your soul prospers. Third John 1, 
verse 2. There's only one chapter in 3 John. Beloved, what is his will for you? I, I, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health just as your soul prospers. Your soul needs to prosper before your physical body can prosper. Before you see some things that you need to see in the natural, your soul needs to prosper. You need to renew your mind through the word of God. If your soul doesn't prosper, you're not going to get the physical prosperity in every area that you need. Amen. And so then third John, uh, uh, let's see, first John chapter five, it says this, this is the confidence. This is the confidence. This is the confidence. Verse 14, first John five fourteen. write it down. This is the confidence that we have in him. It's called about, talked about develop an unshakable confidence in him. You can't develop that unless you know him. This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, what did I just read you? Beloved, I wish above all things, above all things, above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And now he said, this is the confidence that we have in him. This is the confidence, this assurance. I say it's true that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Number one, you ask according to his will, he hears you. And if we know, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know we what? We know we have. We know we have. We know we have. We know we have the petitions that we've asked of him. I don't have to know how, I have it now. I don't have to know how, but I have it now. You don't have to know how, but you have it now. This is the confidence that I have in my Papa God, that if I ask anything, according to his will, and we've already gone over what his will is concerning healing, then he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know we have the petitions that we've asked of him. Amen? And so I'm going to read this. I love this part. Um, I think you can get this in Brother Hagin's faith book. He has a faith book, like a workbook. But I, I love this, so I'm going to read this to you. Many people pray and pray, but they never see themselves with the answer. What are you seeing? Do you see yourself sick? Do you see yourself tired? Do you see yourself not able to do the things you used to do? Start seeing yourself doing the things you used to do that you love to do. Many people pray and pray, but they never see themselves with the answer. They just see everything getting worse. They keep looking at the wrong things. What are you looking at? The symptoms, the conditions, themselves. They walk in unbelief and they destroy the effects of their praying. Get your mind on the answer. Get your mind on the hope. Get your mind on the answer and say, I have this. I have this. See yourself as having received. When you, when you reach your hand of faith up there, I receive it. Okay, this is what this looks like. This is, I'm going to feel better today than I did yesterday. Amen? Constantly affirm, even in the face of contradictory evidence, that God has heard your prayer because the word says so. That's when you'll get results. There, there are those who say, I'm not going to believe anything until I see it. But we believe a lot of things we can't see. For example, become, people become alarmed when radioactivity material, radioactive material is released into the atmosphere. We can't see it, we can't feel it, but it has destructive power nonetheless. In the same way, we have to believe we've got the answer before we can actually receive the manifestation of it. What things soever you desire, when you pray, when you pray, not after you pray, not when you see it, believe you receive it right then when you pray. Receive it by faith and you'll have it. Act like you have it. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hebrews 13, he has said, God said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man or the devil shall do unto me. Are we boldly saying that every day? Are we saying the Lord is my helper? Well, pray for me. I feel as the Lord has forsaken me, cried one poor sister. I don't know if I can make it or not. I hope I can. Pray for me that I'll hold out faithful to the end. This is a very familiar request in many prayer meetings. Nowhere in the Bible does God instruct you to boldly say, I'm whipped, I'm defeated, I cannot do it. Never. You, you bring it to me today, you, and, 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 and I'll, I'll go with it, but you can't find it. Never did he say, you say I'm whipped, I'm defeated, right? Quit saying the wrong thing. Start saying the right thing. Say the Lord is your helper. Say the Lord is your healer. Say the Lord took your infirmities and he bore your sicknesses. Keep talking and saying the right thing. Keep believing the right thing. Wrong thinking, wrong believing and wrong saying and talking will defeat you. Devil can't defeat you because Jesus has already defeated the devil for you. You defeat yourself. If Satan does defeat you, you have permitted him to do so. It is a consent of your ignorance. God has given us his word to direct us 
so our believing can be right, so our thinking can be right, so our saying can be right. The Lord woke me up one morning, and of course, he said, he said, according to Mark 11, 23 and 4, I know that verse, if you say unto the mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea. And shall not doubt in your heart, but believe those things which you say will come to pass. You'll have what you say. Well, I don't really believe that. Say it anyways. Say what the word says, even if your squirrely brain doesn't believe it yet. If you'll say what God says, your mind and your brain will eventually hook up with it. You don't have to believe it in your mind and your brain yet. It's going, no, no, no. That's not true. No, no, no. No, but your heart is grabbing hold. The minute you read the word, your heart, yeah. Yeah, I feel it, it is true. I'm going to say it whether I think it or not right now. Amen. I woke up one morning. He said, declare whatever it is you want to be and it will be. Amen. Declare. Boy, I learned a lot in that cabin. <laughs> declare whatever it is you want to be and it will be. Amen. I started declaring some things. I say the glory of God is in my heart, Amen. in my house. I started saying all kinds of stuff. At first, my mind kicked them out, but my heart believed it. Because he told me, you declare what you want to be, and it will be. And things started to then come into this third dimension and started being. Amen? All right, I'm just going to read a couple verses. You don't have to go there. But I want you, and I'm going to give you a, a um, homework assignment. I want you to go through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. This is your homework assignment. Now, I'm not going to test you because my, my, my shift is done. But here's your homework assignment. You're going to go through everything, and you're going to mark wherever Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. Right? And so Jesus said, the centurion said, Matthew 8, verse 3, first he said to the leper, Leper came and worshiped and said, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus said, verse 3, I am willing. Be cleansed. Then a centurion came to him, pleading with him. Later on in that chapter, Lord, my servant's at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. He said, no, you're, you're, you're not, it's not worthy for you to come under my roof. I'm just, I'm just, I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a major, I'm a captain. I tell people, go do, go do this, and they do for me. So I know that if you just speak the word, you hold that authority and much higher than me. It will be done. And Jesus said, wow, I'm not seeing such great faith, even in Israel. And he said to the centurion, you go your way, and as you have believed, you let it be done for you. As you have believed. And so he was healed in that self-same hour. And then the two blind men in chapter 9, Matthew 9, he said, they said, son of David, have mercy on us. Came into the house. Blind men said, Jesus said, do you believe I'm able to do this? They said, yes, Lord, we do. He touched their eyes and he said, according to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were open. And Jesus sternly said, don't tell anyone about it. So I don't have time, but I need you to go through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I need you to, in blue, green, orange, pink, whatever that color is that you want, everything that talks about healing, everything that talks about faith, right, uh, you underline it and you go back and read it. Jesus said way more times than I don't have the count in the Gospels. He said way more times he said according to your faith let it be unto you according to your faith now it's not good for us to preach experiences so i don't like to spend a lot of time on stories and people and things i know so i'm not going to do any more about that because we need to close up but i will say this it is according to your faith but don't don't top, don't stop someone else from believing something that they are believing for it is according to your faith God will meet you at your faith. What can you believe for today? What can you believe for right now? Well, I believe that I'll be better tomorrow. I'll, I'll believe that I can actually uh, breathe better tomorrow. Or I can go this far or that, you know. Pastor's got his own testimony for that. Amen? Amen. So, so you have to say, God, what can I, I believe tomorrow I won't have as bad a headache as this. And I thank you for it. I believe this is what I see in front of me. I am healed. Jesus said, according to your faith. And what did I say from the beginning? God has dealt, Romans 12, 3, God has dealt to every man and woman a measure of faith. 
So don't ever look at anybody and say, I don't have any faith. Yes, you do. God gave it to you when you got born again. He even gave you the ability to use it when your will submitted to him and said, yes, Lord. It was sitting right there. And when your will said yes and submitted, bam, faith of God gave you the ability to receive him as Lord. And that same faith is still in you. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.